Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. So I want you to grab your Bibles and turn with me to Joshua chapter three. Joshua chapter three. The Lord's put something on my heart tonight uh, that I want to encourage you to grab a hold of. It is a great honor and great privilege um, to be, I guess they've said I'm adopted in. Pastor Josh, I guess you've adopted me into the King's family, and uh, I'm so excited about it. Uh, I was adopted when I was little, and now I've been adopted when I'm old. That's great. So um, I love Kings. I love the King's family. And every single power conference that I've been a part of, something supernatural is present to shift the lives of people to another level. And so I want to encourage you as you engage over the next few days, it would be an absolute shame to leave this moment in time the same way that you came. You are stepping into more than a conference. You are stepping into a few days of transformation and elevation. You know, it's not an accident that you are where you are. It's not an accident that, that, that you're here right now. We don't serve a God of accidents. We serve a sovereign God who from the beginning of time ordained these few days to be moments of transformation for your life. There are people that are gonna be set free in many areas. There are people whose lives are gonna shift. Some of you came in heavy and God's gonna break a, a spirit of heaviness off of your life. Some of you came in and you're struggling with addiction tonight. Some of you, tonight is the night that addiction breaks off of your life, not just for a season, but forever. For some of you, your marriage has been struggling. Your children have been struggling. You've been struggling with battles in your mind and your thinking. This is the moment for transformation to come in your life. And here's what I've learned about God. I've learned that I get what I expect from God because God responds not out of pity, he responds to faith. He responds to faith. That means all of us are on the same footing. The ground is even at the foot of the cross. You are just as qualified as your neighbor to have your life transformed over the next few days. The Spirit of God is here and present to deliver to you the power you need to be transformed. And so I want to encourage you every session, every moment, every time we lead into worship, open up your heart, open up your mind and your spirit to what God has, because something supernatural is here and it's coming to your life. The power of God is wanting to work within you and it's going to come at the level of your faith. How many believe that tonight? It's going to come at the level of your faith. And so tonight, I want to talk to you about something that I believe is going to set the tone for this conference, but it's also going to set the tone for what God wants to do in your life. Tonight is a night that God is going to break lids off of your life. He's going to break barriers off of your life, and everything that's been assigned to keep you at the level that you are is going to be broken off of you so that you can step in to everything God has for you over the next handful of days. The will of God will come to pass in your life in Jesus' name. And see, the enemy doesn't care if you go to church. He just doesn't want the Spirit of God to move in you. He doesn't care if you come here. He just doesn't want you to catch something and bring it out there. He doesn't care if you raise your hand and, and worship as long as you stay the same size you are and as long as you don't grow, expand, and become who God's called you to be. But we're not those people, are we? We're people that are going to break barriers. We're people that are going to enlarge. We're people that are going to allow the Spirit of God to do a work in us that is going to transform our life and our family for generations to come. If you believe that, shout amen. amen. So I want to read tonight Joshua chapter 3. Um, verses one through six together, and then we are gonna pray, and I'm gonna share this with you. Father, speak to us through your word. It is alive, and it does what you send it to do. I thank you that nothing is gonna hold it back from accomplishing what you want it to accomplish in your people. Speak, God. Enlarge our lives. May every one of us win the barrier battle in Jesus' name. Early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left the Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River where they camped before crossing. 
And three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp and they gave these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. And since you have never traveled this way before, I want you to highlight, underline that, do whatever it is you do in your Bible, click it and highlight it. I don't care what you do, rip it out, glue it on the side of the thing, just do something, graffiti it. But I want you to catch that because it's important for your life. You've never traveled this way before and they will guide you. Stay about a half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure you do not come any closer. Then Joshua told the people, purify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. And in the morning, Joshua said to the priests, live up the ark lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they started out and they went ahead of the people. Now for time's sake, I want you to jump down to the bottom part of the story in verse 14. And we'll read verse 14 through 16 together. So the people left the camp and they crossed the Jordan. And the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began to back up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which was near Zarethan. And the water below that point flowed on to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all of the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. They crossed over near the town of Jericho. Tonight, I want to talk to you about a reality every single one of us must face. I want to talk to you about this reality. All of us must become people that win the barrier battle. You must win the barrier battle. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got to win this thing. You've got to win this thing. I want to talk to you about the barrier battle. I love Joshua chapter 3. He said, since you've never traveled this way before, they will guide you. I love this because it was a new day. For the people of God, they had been, they had been wanderers in the wilderness for a long time. They were children of wanderers in the wilderness. They had a great legacy of being delivered, but then wandering. And this was a brand new day for the people of God. It was a brand new opportunity for the people of God to step into what God had for their life. It was a brand new new season. They had an opportunity to go where they had never gone before, to step into places and spaces that had never been opened to them before. And he reminds us, he says, where you are going, you've never been here. And I think even as we step into a brand new year in 2023, it's important for us to recognize something. You have never been here before. It is not wisdom to treat a new year like an old year. It is foolish to think that this year is going to be like last year. It's not. It's not going to be like last year. It's going to be a new year. You know why? Because God is always doing new things. God is always bringing about new things. He's always making things new, making things better. As a matter of fact, you have not seen the best that God has. The best you've seen is not the best there is. God has more for you. God has better for you. It's important that you recognize that. And if you engage a new year like it's last year, you're going to miss the new and the better that God wants to do in your life. We do not serve a God that gives us more of the old. He gives us better and he gives us new. He says, behold, I do a brand new thing. Can you perceive it? See, we're not waiting on God to do something new. God's waiting on us to see that he's already begun something brand new. This is more than a new building. You are in a new season. This is more than new territory. God's opening a brand new season of ministry opportunity and power to you. And when God does something new in a church, it elevates every single person in the body. If you are attached in any way, shape, or form to this ministry, get ready. God's doing something brand new in your life. God's lifting you. He's empowering you. He's shifting you. He's calling you higher and into greater things. You have never been this way before. You've never lived in this season before. You've never stepped into what God has for you in this season before. It is not more of the old. In Jesus' name, this season will be filled with much new, bigger and better than you've ever experienced in Jesus' name. 
It's very important for us to recognize that, that we don't just live year after year after year with the same old, same old mentality. I can't tell you how many people I run into and they say, well, you know, it's the same stuff, different day. Same old, same old. And it's sad because it's possible to live the same old, same old. And many people settle for the same old, same old. When God's calling you into bigger and better and greater and greater. But there is an important reality for all of us to understand that for God to take you where you've never been, he must lead you where you've never gone. God could not break them out of the old and leave them in the space they were in. If God's gonna take you where you've never been, he's going to lead you into places, spaces, lead you into relationships, circumstances, even territories that you've never gone before. And today, I wanna give you something that's gonna help you to shift into where you've never gone before. Many believers, they live their life with no progress. They love Jesus, but they never move forward. They love Jesus, but they never shift to the next level. They love Jesus, but their life is never marked by the favor and the power of God. They love Jesus, but they live this, this robotic, miracle-round life where nothing ever changes. And the problem with that is we begin to think that maybe God loves other people more than he loves us. Because we're connected to believers that are growing and thriving and breaking into new places. And we start to think, well, what's wrong with me? Or worse yet, you have a, a generation of people who are sliding into all kinds of crazy theology because their life doesn't look like what other people's life does. And so instead of looking in the mirror and saying, maybe I'm not doing something, they point their finger at God and they say, maybe God's not who my daddy told me he was. Maybe God's not even who the Bible says he is. And you got a bunch of yahoos on TikTok shooting videos in their mama's basement saying that God doesn't heal, God doesn't favor, God doesn't prosper, God doesn't transform lives, God doesn't set the captives free. But let me tell you something, you are not waiting on God, God is waiting on you. God is waiting on you to follow him into the greater life that he has for you. He's waiting on you to follow him into the freedom he's already paid for with the blood of his own son, Jesus Christ. And I want you to know something, the same blood that set, me, that set me free from a drug addiction 17 years ago, the same power of God who met me in a jail cell, the same God who transformed my life from a, a busted, messed up drug addict into somebody who now tells people about Jesus and his power all over the place. I'm telling you, God still heals, he still saves, he still sets the addict free, he still lifts the broken and sets them in places of authority and greatness, and if he did it for me, baby, he can do it for you. He's the same God, everybody shout same God. He's a barrier-breaking God. He's a God that can lift you up. He's a God that can restore your life. He's a God that can fix your marriage. He's a God that can bring your children back home. He can do it. He's the same God. But for him to get you where you've never gone, he's gotta take you where you've never been. You are walking into a new day, a new year, a new season as a church, a new season as a person and you're gonna to have to deal with an old battle. And the old battle is this, it's the pressure to stay where you are. The barrier battle. I want you to write a few things down. That way, if nothing else, at least you've got some notes. You know you're like twice as likely to go to heaven if you take notes in church. It's in your Bible, it's in like Leviticus or something. Just dig real deep, you'll find it. <laughs> I wanna give you a couple things. First of all, I, I, I wanna I want get this in your heart. You need to expect barriers. You need to expect barriers in life. You need to expect barriers. In between you and what God has for you, friends, are barriers. They're barriers. And they're not just natural, they're supernatural. 
It, it's, not just, it's not just a problem you inherited from your granddaddy. It's, it's not just an issue with your boss at work. There are supernatural powers at work that are trying to keep you from becoming everything that God has called you to be. We are so often trying to fight spiritual battles with natural energy. We are trying to do, we're trying to break and become into who God's called us to be, not even understanding that there is a spiritual barrier around our life that is trying to keep you at one level when God is trying to get you into another level. Every level and promise has a barrier you must cross to get there. And so many Christians I have found are surprised by opposition. We think that, that we think that we make Jesus Lord and this life becomes a cakewalk. And we've been sold a lie by a generation of Christians and preachers that if you'll just accept Jesus, then Skittles fall from the sky and chocolate milk comes out of your tap and nothing ever goes wrong in your life. You'll never have another problem. Just raise your hand in a service and accept Jesus and there'll be no problems. The problem with that is even Jesus told you that that was wrong. Jesus said, hey friends, in this world, you will have trouble. Aren't you glad he didn't stop there? He said, but hey, take heart. I overcame it all. I overcame the world. You're gonna have some stuff that you gotta get through. The, the mindset of ease and coasting is so contrary to the biblical Christian life. Matter of fact, I can't find a single time in the New Testament where any of the New Testament writers likened the Christian life to some kind of like lazy boy kickback Christianity. I can't find it. Matter of fact, there are always pictures like a soldier or a farmer, or a servant, or an athlete, or like Paul said, I discipline my body like a fighter. They're, they're always action, they're always action things. Farmers, workers, servants, athletes, fighters. They're all active, working, advancing, fighting. This is the picture of the spirit life. This is the picture of the spirit life. We are living a spiritual life. This is why it's important to get into atmospheres like, like the power conference, where the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the power of God is moving in a supernatural way. You need a supernatural touch from God. You cannot divorce Christianity from supernatural power or you are left with nothing but empty philosophy. There is no precedent for Christianity without power. It doesn't exist. Biblical Christianity is married to spiritual power. The church is birthed, managed, and maintained by spiritual power from the Holy Spirit. And all of these things are active and working and there are spiritual barriers in between where we are and what God has next for us. One thing I've started praying for recently is that there would be a church across our nation in this hour that would arise and would expect and embrace even resistance and pressure as a normal part of the life of the believer. Because friends, we are no longer in a peacetime. We are in wartime. In case you have been in an incubated Christian bubble, if you are a Christian, you are not in the popular group anymore. Now, we've, we've enjoyed things for a while. But see, when the tables have turned and public opinion has turned against the church, it has never been to the church's detriment. It has always been to the church's advantage. See, the church is like a golf ball. The harder you hit us, the farther we go. But we are, we are foolish if we think we're in peacetime. We're actually in wartime. And we can't pretend like we're not. We are at war with outright demonic battles against not just the church, but against every generation alive today, especially our youngest generation. And we certainly cannot pray, preach, and live and lead like we are at peace when the battle is raging around us. Nominal Christianity will not sustain you in the days we are living in. We need a Christianity that is both biblical and saturated in the power of God. We need a Christianity that is empowering us to live a life that is different, a life that is empowered to shine bright in the days we are living in. The words of Jesus that we should be salt and light are never, they've never been more important, at least in my lifetime, than they are right now. 
We must have the power of God upon our life to live the way God's called us to. And if we understand and we expect that there are gonna be battles and challenges that we must face to become who God's called us to be, then we're not, off, then we're not caught off guard. This is a spiritual reality. And I don't know about you, but I figured something out. I can't win a battle I don't know I'm fighting. So first of all, it's recognizing you've got barriers and you're fighting a battle. You are engaged in it. The moment you said yes to Jesus, you engaged in a spiritual battle. Now here's the good news, we win. And here's the good news, Jesus has already given you everything you need to be victorious in every battle you will ever fight. We are a victorious church. We are a victorious people. We are on the winning team. Come on somebody. But we are fighting a battle. So listen to me, there is an anointing for you to break out of where you've been. There's an anointing for you to break into the next place. There's an anointing for you to win the battle that you are fighting. If you're here today and there's a battle of addiction or depression or an illness that is attacking your life, you are not on the losing team. There is an empowerment from God for you to win, for you to break into a new place in God. But for us to tap into that, there's something that I need us to catch. It was an important part of the journey that Israel had to make to cross into what God had for them, and it's an important part of the journey you're gonna have to tap into if you're gonna step into what God has for you. And I want you to write this down because you're all taking notes. You all wanna go to heaven. <laughs> I want you to write this down. You gotta purify yourself. You gotta purify yourself. I love Joshua 3.5. He's told Joshua told the people, he said, purify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord is gonna do wonders among you. Purify yourselves. You know, the word purify really talks of setting yourself apart or consecrating your life for the work of God. Consecrating your life. And it means, it means to honor and value what God has for you more than anything else that might happen around you. And what I love is that Joshua, he points the people of God forward to a great reward and purpose and then calls them to purify our, themselves. And this is important for us to get because if you're anything like me, you, you may have grown up in an environment where we were always being called to purify ourselves, always being called out, but never being pointed to a purpose. And I want you to get something in your spirit tonight. God is calling all of us to purify ourselves and set ourselves apart for the work of God. But we do not consecrate ourselves out of condemnation. We consecrate ourselves out of expectation. This is the call of the believer. It is not God in heaven pointing fingers at any one of us or anything in our lives. What he is doing is he is pointing us to a future that is bigger than anything we could imagine. And God knows for us to step fully into what he has for us, there must be a set-apartness to the nature of God's people like there is a set-apartness to the nature of God. Holiness, in a nutshell, means to be set apart, to be set aside for something bigger. And friends, I want you to know a bigger and better life, the promised land God has for you, it starts with a better me. The promised land starts with sanctification. A bigger life starts with a, a better me. We're not just called to be different, we're called to be better. We're not just called to be different, we're called to rise above the things of this world. To rise above the norms of today. To rise above the undertow of society and, and what is natural and normal in this broken world that we live in. See, holiness isn't just about breaking God's law, it's about breaking God's heart. It's when you live your life for an audience of one. And all kinds of things fall off of your life when you realize at the end of the day that we all stand before a holy God who is calling us into things we could never imagine. If we were to try, we could never stretch our imagination into what God is calling us. So we, we sanctify ourselves spiritually, mentally. We get ready for the new day that God has in front of us. Friends, I want to encourage you, what God's leading you into in this season is greater than anything you could ever imagine. We set ourselves apart out of expectation that God is going to do something unreal in our lives. He's going to use us to shift our family tree forever. He's going to use us to advance the kingdom of God. He's going to use us to bring heaven to earth in this hour like never before. 
In other words, to purify yourself is to remove the barriers inside of you that are holding you back from the next level God has for your life. And I want you to hear me, friends. The next thing is the best thing. The next thing God has for you is the best thing. What God's leading you into is the best thing. And so we sanctify it by giving up what we want now for what we want most, which is advancement into God's will. Advancement into God's will. See, sanctification really speaks of this. The old version of you cannot lay hold to the new promise God has for your life. The old version of you can't handle what God wants to do and bring into your life. So in other words, God told Joshua, prepare today for breakthrough tomorrow. See, a lot of people don't move forward in life because we make changes and it doesn't shift everything in our life tomorrow. We are a microwave generation, but we're serving a crockpot God. How many would rather eat out of a microwave than a crockpot? Nobody. God's doing something supernatural in your life. But here's what's happening. God said, something is coming tomorrow that you're gonna prepare for today. This is a kingdom truth that we all must understand. Part of the life of faith is preparing in advance for what God hasn't put in your hands yet. They prepared before for the blessing that would come. And so he says, prepare now for tomorrow, wonders will flow into your life. Prepare today because great things are coming around the corner. See, what we don't oftentimes realize is sanctification, the, the transformation of God, the setting ourselves apart and allowing the Spirit of God to work in us is actually helps to bridge the gap to the future version of you. Without the setting apart of yourself, there is no stepping into the destiny that God has for each and every one of us. So there is a, a new you for a new season. The old version of you can't step into what God has for your life. So our temptation oftentimes is to fight an outside enemy. Or we want to pro project the battle onto something outside of us. But for most of us, the number one enemy of our lives is not even the devil, it's us. The biggest enemy of Jordan isn't Satan, it's Jordan. My guess is the biggest enemy in your life isn't the devil or any, any, any strategy or whatever, it's you. It's us, so we purify ourselves so that the enemy cannot use that area of our lives to keep us limited and restricted from what God has. Let me say it this way. If I defeat me, the enemy can't defeat me. He can't beat me because I already beat me. He can't beat you where you already beat you. If you've already won it, then the enemy can't win it. So we set ourselves apart. Let me give you a couple practical ways and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. But I really felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to give this to us tonight. Because what God wants to release into all of our lives over the next few days, there needs to be a posture for you to receive the fullness of what God has for you. I wanna give you a few things. Number one, here's some practical ways you can set yourself apart. You can first of all release unforgiveness. You can release unforgiveness. There are people sitting in this room right now that were wounded five years ago and you're still dragging them with you into 2023. See, what we don't realize, they've already moved on. They're living their best life. They've, they've already had 14 new boos and you're still holding on to... They're, they're, they're gone. What we don't realize with unforgiveness is we shackle ourselves to something that happened and we're the only one that's in chains. They're free to move, but our spirit is poisoned. Unforgiveness sets you free to break barriers and to go into the place that God has for you. Number two, we can repent of hidden areas of unconfessed sin in our lives. We get them under the blood of Jesus. Some of y'all are like, is someone else gonna preach tomorrow? 
I'll just skip past that one. It's self-explanatory. Number three, we can commit to living within the boundaries of God's word and God's will. You know, what's interesting to me is when God spoke to Joshua, he said, I'm gonna bring you into the promised land and here's what I'm gonna do. He said, I'm gonna bring you in and I'm gonna give you every area that you put your feet. Now, every believer loves that. We'll do a whole, oh, everywhere I put my foot, every. But then what he does is he gives Joshua a very clear perimeter from the Mediterranean Sea to the this, to the that, to what he does is he paints a, do you know that every blessing has a boundary? Every promise has a perimeter. Where God is calling you, you can have everything within the boundaries of your blessing. You can have everything within the perimeter of your promise. Everywhere, God, God spoke to me years ago and he said, I put Idaho in your heart. And so I was praying with my team and they were saying, hey, where are we gonna start our next location? And, and I wasn't getting a clear word from God and I said, well, you know, I think anywhere we go in Idaho is gonna be fine, God's gonna give us that land. They said, why? I said, because I got the state. I have a boundary. Outside of that, I better have a word. <laughs> Inside that, I already got a word. And some of us, we, we need to pipe up in this hour and realize, baby, we already have more promises than we know what to do with. We already got so much blessing, so much promise, so much power in this book that if we would just get some promises in us, if we would just realize that God's given us a boundary, but in it is so much blessing, we couldn't even fathom and live it out if we had a thousand lifetimes to live it out. There is so much blessing in the boundary of God's word. It would revolutionize your life and the planet if we get half of these in our spirit. If you believe that with me, shout amen. You got it. Just get in the boundaries of God's word and God's will. Number four, if we'd increase our intake of God's word and our time in prayer. Can I just say this? Social media isn't enough to fill your spirit. Quotes from preachers on your Instagram ain't enough. You need a word from God from your own time. You need something. We, we spend more time filling ourselves. Un, unforgiveness, let it go. Areas of our life where we're living below God's best, let it go. Living within the boundaries of God's word and will, let it go. Increase and in intake in God's word in our time of prayer. Get it in us. I want you to write this down. Number three, we need to pursue the presence of God. We need to pursue the presence of God. In the morning, Joshua said to the priests, live up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they did. They started out ahead of the people. I love this because Joshua didn't send spies, he didn't send engineers, he didn't send strategists. No, he sent the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the tangible presence of Almighty God that was inhabiting the earth at that time. In other words, he said, we're going into a place we've never been, we're going into territory that has been promised to us but not delivered into our hands yet, so we're not gonna go anywhere that God has not called us to go. We're gonna follow the presence of God and the power of God into the place that God is calling us. The ark represented his tangible power. He said this, God's gonna go first and then we're gonna follow. So Joshua understood that the place they were entering was as much a spiritual season as it was a physical place. And the same is true for you. Where you are going in God is as much a spiritual season as it is a physical place. Joshua was saying, listen, we're not going anywhere. God hasn't gone first. And he said this. He said, I want you to stay. The original translation says 2,000 cubits. It's essentially 1,000 yards or a little less than a half a mile. But he said this. We're going to go and let the presence of God go in front of us. And there's a lot of reasons why. But I want to highlight a couple because I think they're important. First of all, he sent the presence of God ahead because it was far enough away that they could all see God going in front of them. When there's millions of people, you got to let God get up in front of you so you can all have a peek. Not just the overachievers that were in the front row, in the spit zone, come on somebody, in the glory section. No, everybody needed to have a peek. They wanted the presence of God far ahead so the entire nation of Israel could see the presence of God. In other words, God's presence determined the pace for God's people. Determined the pace. I think half the problems we run into in life Actually, let me just say this. I think half the problems I run into in life is simply because I ride God's bumper too much. Yeah. 
Or worse yet, I get ahead of God. How many know the right thing at the wrong time is still the wrong thing? I want, I want what God has for me, but I want it when God has it for me too. Too close and we can't slow down when God slows down. Too close and we can't move when God moves. Too close and we run the risk of not hearing the voice of God when he's trying to redirect us. Too close and we can't follow where God wants to take us. So God's determining the pace, but second of all, he's also determining the path. We're going where God's calling us to go. I told the Lord years ago when I started to follow him, I said, Lord, there's just a few things that I want. I want to go where you're going, and I want to say what you're saying, and I want to do what you're doing. And I see so many believers taking a beating in life because they're going after the right thing at the wrong pace. And if you get a front of God, then you take the hit. But if you let God go in front of you, you will ride a holy wake and God will rip open the path before you and God will manifest himself as the breaker that breaks open the way for you. God will make a way for your family. God will make a way for your business. God will make a way for your ministry where there could not be any other way. God will make a way. But so many times we want to get in front of God and we choose to become the breaker when he already promised to be the breaker for us. And so we let God go ahead. It was to ensure they didn't get ahead of God. It was to ensure that he made a way for them. It was to be sure his power would go before. I think half of our issues are just because we get ahead of God. When we follow his presence, he fights our battles and we step into victory. When we follow his presence, we live from a place of victory. There's this Christian quid pro quo. Some of you probably have it on your t-shirt. It goes something like this. It goes something like this. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. And it's true if you're in the right place. It's true if God is going before you. It's not true if you get ahead of the one who is called to lead you. This is a season of divine alignment for some of you. Where when you take your place, you're gonna step into a wake where things are going to start to happen at a pace and in a way and with an ease that none of you have experienced before because the breaker is going before you to break open the way. God desires to break open new paths for his people, but we must follow his presence and follow his timing when we follow a victorious God, we live in perpetual victory, where we are bulletproof in the will of God. And we start doing things like shaking off serpents that should have killed us, and saying crazy things to people because we're so confident that we are going and being led and living in a wake of victory that is unnatural and, and from heaven. But it only happens if we're following God. And finally, there's a key moment where the people of God do something that all of us must do if we're gonna break into the place God has for us. You can write this down if you're part of the holy remnant still taking notes. But we step into it. We step into it. I love this. So the people left their camp and they crossed the Jordan and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. And it was harvest season. We read this already. The banks were overflowing. And I, I just wanna highlight one thing in particular, it said that as they stepped into the water, a miracle began to take place. This was a boundary and a barrier that had held them back for generations. Some of you are fighting a barrier that didn't originate with you. It's not your fault, but it is your problem. And what I find is interesting in all of this is that the Bible says that God gave them the victory. They sent out the Ark of the Covenant in the presence of God. 
went through and they crossed over on dry land. And there's a very interesting thing that happened. All of these millions of people crossed over into the promised land that God gave them. How many are grateful that God brought them through the barrier? And then it says this, and I want you to catch this tonight. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. They crossed one boundary and landed in another. They crossed one thing that had held them back from entering into the land God had given them, and they immediately landed in the front yard of another barrier, the great walled city of Jericho. See, it's important for us to understand that the barriers that we are facing, it's not the first one that you face, nor is it the last one you faced, it's just the next one. Life is all about barriers, and there's always gonna be a next one, but we've gotta get something in our spirit where we begin to understand that barriers are not meant to hold us back from what God's calling us to. They're just meant to be obstacles that fuel our faith and build our life to get into the very thing that God is calling us into. And if you will follow God's lead, if you will set your life apart, if you will become a person that follows the presence of God in your life and have the faith to step into the things that God is calling you to step into, then you will be a person that experiences supernatural and perpetual breakthrough in your life. You'll be a person that breaks through boundaries and breaks through barriers. See, as I was praying, I, I, really felt like, I really felt like I heard the Lord say, the enemy is afraid that some of you would actually understand how dangerous you really are. The enemy is hoping none of you will understand how called you are. The enemy's hoping some of you will never understand how powerful you really are that you carry the ability to tear down walls and break through barriers and crack open regions and cities and workplaces and schools and families that the gospel has been, been closed off to, that your life would make a difference and that you would cross in to everything God has for your life. Yes, life can be one boundary and barrier after another, but we are a victorious people and most people stall out in this step. They stall out in this place where we do all these things and then we wait for this mystical and supernatural thing to happen, but we don't actually put our feet into the place God's called us to put our feet into. And I need you to know today that boundaries, barriers, whatever it is you want to call them, they don't fall on their own. They fall by faith. They fall when you step into them. Jericho didn't fall with some mystical prayer or act. It came out of obedience and faith as the people of God stepped into what God had for them. The Jordan River didn't part with just Joshua doing what Moses did and raising up a staff and it was like heaven's hairdryer just wah, split the thing in half. No, they had to put their feet in the water and step into it. See, friends, it is the faith to put your foot in the water that releases the blessing to break the barrier. It is as you apply for that job. It is as you pray that prayer. It's as you initiate that reconciliation. It's as you go get what God's called you to. It's as you say yes to God. It's as you sow seed. It's as you pray prayers. It's as you step into the things God has for you that the river opens in front of you and you walk into the things of God for your life. It is not something that God does without you. There is a, a phenomenon that I cannot understand, but it is the way of the kingdom, and it's this. God said you cannot do anything of eternal value without him. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branch. Without me, you can do nothing. Now, I know a lot of people not connected to Jesus that do a lot. They're doing too much out there. Come on, somebody. Jesus isn't saying you can do nothing. You're not, you're not an invalid all of a sudden. He's saying you can do nothing of eternal significance and value without Jesus, right? But here's the opposite and even more compelling truth that even though we can do nothing of eternal significance without God, God has chosen to do very little of eternal significance without us. This is where most, most Christians never step into the life of co-laboring with God, of partnering in the victory power of God for their life. And, and this is what we don't understand. We, we're like, well, you know, the great commission. It's not a commission. 
commission is what real estate agents used to get last year. Come on, somebody. It's the great, too soon? I'm sorry. We're going to pray God bless your business here in a second. No, no, no. It's the great commission that we are on mission with God in the earth. And so here's what happened. Here's what happened. And if I could have the worship team come up and get ready. I want to highlight a couple of things that are so important for you to understand because I felt like there, there are two groups of people that I really want to encourage tonight. And the first one is this. There are people here tonight that, that have done all that they know to do. You've done all that you know to do. You've put your feet in the water and it's still wet. There's something very interesting about what happened with Joshua. Jo the water did not split in front of them like it did for the people of God at the Red Sea. The Bible says the water backed, backed up way, 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 way down by a city called Adam. And there was still a process of all this water running down toward the sea. Some of you need to understand that the moment you put your feet into the battle you are facing right now, victory was released from heaven. And if you do not give up, you will see the victory of God. You will see the path before you dry up. You will see a sure footing for your steps. If you do not, this is why the scripture says that if you do not give up, if you do not lose heart, your victory was already secured. The miracle was already released. God already sent the blessing. He's already dealing with the person. He's already speaking to your boss. There's already been an angel assigned to the situation you are going through. God's just letting all of the residual run out of the situation, but the miracle has already happened. And if you do not lose heart, and if you do not leave your post, you are going to see the miracle unfold in front of you. You are going to see God break things open for you in a way you've never experienced before. It is going to happen in the name of Jesus. It's already come. It's already been released. This is important for us to get because it's already happened and some of you are weary and some of you are discouraged, but it's already been released. There's another scripture that I wanna, I wanna close with tonight that is so important for the rest of us because the rest of us have been believing God for something and it hasn't happened the way you thought. And Deuteronomy 7 gives us an interesting picture for how the people of God would take the land. In Deuteronomy 7, 22, the Bible says this, the Lord will drive out those nations ahead of you little by little, little by little. You will not clear them away all at once, otherwise the wild animals would multiply too quickly, but the Lord your God will hand them over to you and he'll throw them into complete confusion until they are destroyed. Listen, some of you are discouraged and I came to encourage you tonight that whether you have realized it or not, your God has been giving you your destiny little by little. It has been coming step by step. And it, it, it can happen so incrementally that in the moment you don't even know you're making progress until you look back over a year of your life and you realize that God has taken you miles from where you were to begin with and you realize that God has helped you to scale mountains that used to stand in front of you, and God has dried up rivers that kept you back from all of the things that, that once kept you from what God had for your life. And I want to encourage you that God is giving you everything He promised to give you, and for many of you it's coming little by little. It's small miracle after small miracle, but guess what? Small miracles add up to big miracles in Jesus' name. And so listen, tonight, is a night of breakthrough. Tonight is a night of God's Spirit speaking and descending upon your life. Tonight is a night that we rip the lid off of our lives. Tonight is a night that we refuse to settle for anything less than what God has for us in this next season of our lives. Some of us need to decide tonight you're not leaving Power Conference. 
without crossing into the place God has for you. Some of you need to decide tonight you're not gonna leave the way that you came in. It's possible, it's possible to repeat the cycle, but it's also possible for you to step into a miracle tonight and experience the transformational power of God that can break you into another place. And I felt like God put something on me just for you, Wasilla, Alaska. It is an anointing to help you break out of where you are and step into what God has for your life. Some of you, as you put your feet in motion tonight, there's something that's gonna shift in your life and you are going to step into a season of freedom and victory that you have never experienced before in Jesus' name. Is it possible to do the last song? The last song that we sang, the Spirit Breakout song? Can we do that song? Let's begin to lead that song. And I wanna encourage the worship team. Friends, I want you to stand to your feet all across the room. All across the room. The kingdom of God is trying to advance in your life. The victory is yours. In Jesus' name, you break every barrier. In Jesus' name, whatever has been assigned to stop you will not stop you. In the name of Jesus Christ, that addiction stops with you. That depression stops with you. That thing that has put a lid on your life, that thing that's caused you to cycle through the same part, the same season over and over, you get free, you go back. You get saved, you go back. You get healed, you go back. Tonight is a night that all of that changes. Tonight, God does a miracle in your life. Tonight is a defining moment for generations for you. It's a moment that you'll look back on for the rest of your life and you will point back to this night at Power Conference 2023 that what held me back for years, what stopped my family from generations, it ended in that altar that night by the power of Almighty God. And here's my challenge to you. A moment in the presence of God, a moment of decision. There is power in a made up mind. There is power in saying, no, I'm not gonna stay where I am. I'm gonna break barriers and be a breaker and follow Jesus. And my life is gonna be everything God has called it to. For Jesus paid too high of a price for you, friends, for you to stay living a life that is less than everything he paid for. Tonight, Jesus gets everything he paid for. Tonight, the Spirit of God descends in a measure that is gonna break you out of where you are. In the name of Jesus, it breaks tonight. It falls tonight. It shifts tonight. In the name of Jesus, well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.